Twins, 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 twins every day. Twins, 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 twins are out to play. Twins, 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 twins. Look over there. Twins, 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 twins. They're everywhere. <laughs> Hi, Ed and Lisa Young here from the Creative Marriage Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We're right behind Joe Rogan and popularity, people say. This new book we've come out with, Lisa, called The Creative Marriage, The Art of Keeping Your Love Alive is available. On Amazon. Amazon. We want you to pick up this book because it's all about keeping your love alive. It's about creativity. It's about having a marriage that represents the best of the best. We want people to look at our marriages and mm -hmm. say, wow, I want what they have. And yes. that's what The Creative Marriage is all about. So we'll see you very, very soon. Make sure to check out The Creative Marriage on this many different platforms. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Creative Marriage Podcast. I'm Ed. This is my lovely wife, Lisa. Hi and there. we're here to talk about marriage. Yes, we are going to talk about a subject that we've shared publicly with XO Conference. That was all that, hey, if you haven't been to an XO Conference, you need to do it because it is amazing. Um, but anyway, we've shared this a little bit. And it's just kind of the story of our marriage and um, some of the times where it difficulty came yes. in if we could say so. every marriage every marriage processes pain different levels of pain but and pain, how do you how do you do that successfully pain, i mean how pain do you happens you how, yeah yeah pain happens it does. but how do you go through different seasons of your life where um things just come at you almost like uh high seas the waves we love the ocean so we yeah. will we'll give analogies of the ocean speaking all the time. of that lisa when i was a kid I, I fell in love with fishing and my parents were kind enough to buy me a little rowboat because we lived across the street from a lake. I would fish a lot, but the boat had no anchor and I would get literally blown all over the lake. So I learned how to paddle. I can't do a lot of stuff great, but I can paddle. I'm telling you. After a while though, I thought, man, I've got to get an anchor. So I read this article and this article said that you can make an anchor out of a Clorox bottle and clothesline. So I measured the clothesline. Then I, I got a Clorox bottle and put sand in it. Stole the sand from my brother's uh, sandbox. Stole, stole How that. old were you when you did this? Hmm, 13, maybe okay. 14. Went across the street, tied the, the, the line to the boat, had the Clorox bottle as the anchor with sand in it. Paddled out, it was kind of a windy day. Found the spot I wanted to fish, threw the anchor overboard, and to my shock, the anchor rope, which was the clothesline, wasn't long enough. I totally misjudged the depth of the lake. And on top of that, the sand began to, to, to flow out of the Clorox bottle, and I was just I was blown all over the place. But you gave it a good effort. I gave it a good effort. It and, just wasn't and what you just, needed. It was not what I needed. So when I when I think about life, when I think about marriage, I, I, I think about that anchor, Lisa, because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. We have an option. We either have Jesus as the anchor, mm -hmm. who is the anchor, yeah. or we anchor our lives with clotheslines and Clorox bottles. I think it's impressive that you so, you did that. That's the choice. But it, again, it didn't, it didn't work. 
And Ed and I both realized in our life that we had a sin issue and life was not working. And left into ourselves, we were going to um, bump up against high seas and all of that. And how are we going to navigate? And so both of us gave our lives to Christ when we were young. We were in in grade school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm thankful for that. I mean, if, if you become a Christian late in life, that's awesome. But if you become a Christ follower early in life, that is really awesome because you have this long time that you can invest and grow in the Lord. And, and so we made Jesus our anchor very early on. When the high seas and the, the difficulties hit up against our marriage, it has been that anchor that has allowed us to stay steady throughout the storm. And we've had a lot yeah, of we've had a lot situations. Of, um, we've had a lot of milestones. I mean, just to run through them, give to give you the Wikipedia of them. We got married really young. And that is that is a, And Lisa, we we did not do any premarital counseling yeah, or whatever. So dumb. we were absolutely dumb. And clueless. Yeah. So we were as we tried we to negotiate the maze of marriage. Yes. We were twenty one when we got married. And so statistics will tell you when you marry young, you have a greater tendency not to follow through, you know, and see mm-hmm. your marriage thrive. And which which I can understand because you know, you're so young and you're not even really fully developed in yeah. a lot of ways. So you're making this life altering, earth shattering mm-hmm. decision. I will tell you the caveat to you know, that though is dating for enough time to and go we did. through. And we did. Ed and I dated for six years just because we started dating when we were like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. So obviously we weren't we're gonna get married at age 16, but we had time to go through a lot of different things together. And so that helped us kind of, uh, in spite of the fact that we got married yeah, yeah, For example, we like to say this, and I did a book called Rating Your Dating While Waiting for Mating is somewhere on my on my uh, uh, website. But anyway, if you can go through the four seasons of life when you're dating someone, like the Four yep. Seasons Hotel, you know, the Four Seasons is known as a very nice hotel. You go through the fall, the winter, the spring, and the summer. And if it's still good yeah. and you're still flowing after that. And those seasons kind of represent possible issues like family issues. That's right. Um, you get to know the family, you get to know the character, you get to know the commitment to Christ, you get to know all of these things through the seasons of your dating relationship. Um, another thing that can bump you around in your marriage and really give you a hard time is living apart. In other words, having a job that's far away, you know, long distance, yeah. long we, distance. We dealt with this because I was uh, going to seminary after we got married and I would have to go to Dallas and we were in Houston. So, but yeah. that's, that's, so that uh, was a, that was a trying time. And then also too, Lisa, once this is a big one. Yeah. When we got married after several years, we wanted to have kids and, and we, we had our first, which we found out was truly a miracle that I even yeah. was able to get pregnant. And then um, we went through secondary infertility. And so for several years, we went to doctors. Now, some to, people are like, what is, sec- what is secondary well, just, infertility? I mean, Well, I mean, we had a child. And then the second time when we were attempting to have children, we could not. And so they found some issues with me. And the doctor literally said, it's unbelievable that you were able to get pregnant mm-hmm. and sustain the pregnancy with um, our first daughter. So infertility is a tough thing. It changes the trajectory. We're going to do a whole whole podcast, maybe several, on dealing with infertility because 
it's a it's a silent issue. It's an issue people are afraid to talk it's about. It's also a shameful issue. Yes, it a is. A lot of people go through a lot of shame with it. And then also it changes the way you view sex. Instead of sex being a romance thing, it's it's a reproduction thing. And so it can really, you know, work with your mind on how to keep the flame alive rather than just trying to accomplish a goal, mm-hmm. if you will. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's one of the things and we then did. We and went we through, went through a miscarriage. Yeah, we yeah. went through a miscarriage. You did. Yes. And we did. We went through a miscarriage. We did. We did. We, we did. did. We did. We did. And miscarriages, it sounds so, a lot of us, sound when we say it sounds frivolous flippant it's not it's not it's uh, it's as much as we believe that a child at conception is a life then it is the loss of a child and when we went through a miscarriage i don't think you and i fully understood that um i think i would say i understood it better than you yeah. you were more compartmentalized and um and it was a woman who shared with me about her experience with miscarriage that helped me see that in allowing me to grieve. And we're going to do a podcast on that as well. That's right. And how that affects your marriage. But anyway, we went through that. That's why everyone needs to subscribe to the, the Creative, Creative Marriage, marriage podcast. podcast. Another thing too, we went through, we had a son, um, we have a son, EJ, and EJ was born with a genetic disorder called neurofibromatosis. Yes. And so when we found out, he was just uh, a couple months old and we found out that he had this disease and it was just earth shattering because this disease is where tumors form on nerve centers in the body, as well as on the outside of your skin. Um, The doctor, when he shared with me, he said it looks a lot like the disease elephant's man's disease. And that is a disfiguring disease. And I mean, we, it, it literally rocked our world. Here we had our daughter miraculously, we went through infertility, finally got pregnant with our son only to find out that this was going to be a challenge for his entire life. Yeah, that was a big wave over the bow of our boat. Yeah, so, you know, Ed went through doubt of, uh, you know, God. Yeah, God, why? Why us? We're in the ministry. I'm building this church with Lisa. Why? Why? So, you know, that was, and and, but we've managed because Mm -hmm. our faith has been strong. Our anchor was solid in Christ, and we managed, not easily, don't get me wrong, but we managed. Then, you know, this is just an exciting thing. We had twins. Well, studies will tell you that when you have multiples, you can run into issues in your marriage because the amount of work, the amount of change, the amount of things that go on, that can yes, be... Yes, twins, 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 be, twins every day. Twins, 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 twins are out to play. Twins, 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 twins. Look over there. Twins, 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 twins. They're everywhere. <laughs> and they're wonderful. I made that but song up, and that's true. Our uh, house and, and was full. And we love full. twins. Our house was full. But remember, our, our definition of kids in the creative marriage, our book, keeping intimacy at a distance successfully. When you have the twin towers, it's even more and more. Yeah. So, so then uh, another wave that hit, which Ed and I were pretty prepared for this, but again, it's a wave that can rock some marriages, and that is the empty nest. Um, Ed and I actually love the empty nest. We have four dogs, so we don't nest, and a cat. So our our nest is empty, but filled with canines and felines. But um, other That's than a great canines, canines and, and felines. felines. So we, we actually enjoy the empty nest, but it can be a challenge for some people. Um, and then through that, you know, just the whole adult children, we work with our adult children here at Fellowship Church. Which we never 
orchestrated. It just It just happened. sort of happened. So that's something that we navigate. Um, and then this was one that just took us by surprise. And um, it was when our oldest daughter, um, she struggled with depression and anxiety. And she was a beautiful girl, wonderful um, personality, yes. just vibrant. Um, but because of her um, just struggle, she began to drink and mix alcohol, uh, alcohol with Adderall. And, um, you know, we navigated that with her for several years. Um, and you know what's, it what's ebbed, so, it ebbed yeah. and flow because she wasn't, it was more mm -hmm. of a binge thing than a constant thing. And, um, uh, yeah. wow. And, it was, you know, it was she, hard. Um, she worked here and didn't really affect her, her work. Well, I don't think that she, um, was consuming yeah. and participating yeah. in that behavior all the time. But you know what's it so was, crazy about death, Lisa, and well, the death I mean, of a that's, child and that's out of what order. Happened. And out of order, yeah, she yeah, died. she passed away. She, she died literally in my arms at, at our home, and that's a whole other story. But um, what's so strange about death is, especially losing a child, and, and again, it's just not in, in the order that it should occur. On one hand, it seems like a long time ago, it was a little over a year ago. On the other hand, it just seems like yesterday. And and still, I just could see her just mm -hmm. walking, you know, yeah, grief is, down, down the aisle of our church or, yeah. or, or, or coming to our house. I mean, it's just, uh, grief is can't really interesting. It. And it, it I, I can see um, grief has shaped Ed and I, and this, this wave that hit so hard mm -hmm. and is still hitting us at times like this particular week, I have been extremely emotional thinking about her and um, just little things that have happened. And it's it's been really hard. And those days come and those mm -hmm. days go, but that is something that we've had to navigate. And again, it is an out of order death. And it is something that can really rock the core of your marriage. At first, when something like this happens, something this monumental, the husband and the wife tend to draw close to one another, cling to one another. Yes. But then as our grieving processes maybe aren't flowing in the same track, there is a tendency to draw apart and have alienation. So the question is, Lisa, what do you do when your marital boat is, is, is sinking? We're, we're going to do this next podcast on a subject how do you prepare for the rogue winds? How do you prepare for the for the high seas? How do you prepare for these these uh, storms that that come out of nowhere? Because we can prepare for them. Most definitely, but the first thing that sets it all in motion yep. is having that anchor. Your anchor is Jesus. Exactly. No other thing can be substituted for the anchor of a relationship and, you know, with Jesus if, if Christ. If someone's listening and you've never, ever, ever made Jesus your anchor, just say these words with me. Just say, God, I admit to you that I'm a sinner, that I've messed up, that I've fallen short. I believe that you sent Jesus Christ to be my anchor, to die on the cross for my sins and to rise again. And right now, right now, I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life. That friends, is the best decision you'll ever, ever make. Hey, thanks for checking us out, Creative Marriage Podcast. Subscribe and give us a five-star review. See you next time. Bye-bye.